Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, back at you live this week, it's me, my esteemed brother, Eric Thomas, we live, the voice of women's basketball, we bike, come on, let's talk to him, E. Yo, we here, we live, we live in the Ray, in the Ray J tone, we live, we live, Darren. Yo, E, are we live? Okay, so I, I think we are. <laughs> hey, it's gonna take DJ to set off this plan. <laughs> There's a really funny backstory about us mocking Ray J, because uh, it applied to us at the moment. But that's an off the air uh, story that we'll tell y'all. <laughs> hey. Our lives are a little more interesting than y'all think. <laughs> Ooh, man. This is the last second shot podcast, as I said. Me, my brother Eric. Uh, man, let's get it. Uh, we got a loaded, loaded, loaded um, little show for y'all today. Um, so um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start it off. So we're gonna preview a few things here. Um, of course, today, if you've been following us on Twitter, which I urge everybody to follow um, our page show um, on Twitter, um, at LastSecondShot underscore, um, you know that we have a special guest, uh, one of the best players in the state of Michigan, um, a Penn State commit and Kamaria McDaniel playing. Did we get to talk to her um, today? Um, and, and that's going to be an interesting um, topic. Never really got to chop it up with her before. And like I said, uh, most of our player interviews have been like that this year. Um, we're going to look to get – because we haven't did any players this year, um, for real, besides uh, our first few episodes. Um, so we're going to look to get a few more players. But, you know, this is going to be really interesting to pick, pick her brain um, about a few things. Um, but how we're going to start it off is – we're gonna go ahead and um, we're gonna tell you what what we've been watching or what we've seen since the last time. Right, E. Oh, for sure, for sure. So um, let's 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 lock into it. You know. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we move on. On the heels of us celebrating, or I won't say celebrating, but yeah, no, we were celebrating. It's an accomplishment. It, but it's it's a it's more so of an accomplishment of the state of Michigan and the athletes who shared their videos with us. Um on the on the heels of us um going ahead and celebrating us reaching twelve thousand views, we just released the two thousand and seventeen the second annual last second shot uh, mid season mixtape. Do y'all hear me? Do y'all know the significance of this? I d I we're, we're at a bomb. Somebody. 
understand that 12,000 people worldwide sat down and watched players, the women players of Michigan, get down on the court. Um, and I, I would like to, you know, think that our listeners had something to do with it. I think we reached like 10,000 views last season. Um, with I mean, 10,000 listeners last season with our podcast. I like to think that 12,000, some of it came from our listeners. Um, so thank y'all, but let's make it bigger this year. Let's let's go ahead and make it bigger this year, man. Oh yeah, we all we can always make it bigger, but you know, again, thank y'all, thank y'all for you know, what I'm saying viewing the mixtape and you know, you know, watching it. If y'all you know watched it two or three times, we appreciate that a lot. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you for listening too. You know, that show that shows y'all really pay attention to what we do. Definitely. With all of that being said, um, you can get some hands. With all of that being said, let's talk about what we've seen since. Oh, since the last time we talked to y'all, we were talking about Debson Rokeshaw and then anticipating Debson versus King. Am I correct? That that was the last. That was you know, my memory gets fuzzy sometimes. That's why you know, I, I'm glad I have Darren in my life. But that was correct, right? Right. Correct. And this is hopping to it. I had a chance to go to Ann Arbor. Kind of mad that I had to drive to Ann Arbor to see two Detroit teams play. But, you know, that's whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have saved, like, $15 of gas, but okay. Um, you know, but enough of that. King really came out and established not just a lead, but a dominant lead. I mean, they brought uh, a three-quarter, uh, three-quarters pressure and, you know, got the really trapping and creating easy shots in the fast break. And, I mean, they hopped out to a 9-0 lead, and then at the end of the first quarter it was 21-5, to I think. And – you know, knowing myself, I can't, you know, can't totally speak for Darren, but I was shocked. Not I wasn't, the fact I that... I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I was definitely shocked in talking with Eric and, and seeing um, the score. Now, not to say shocked in that I didn't think King would be able to hang with Debsa or whatever, whatever. I just thought the game would be a little more competitive to start out. Nobody I saw think everybody did. Nobody yeah, nobody saw no matter who was no matter who had the lead, nobody saw a big lead coming. But Debster turned it on in the second quarter, closed it to within five, um, put together a nice run, um, thanks to the, the the rebounding of the freshman bigs, Ario Jenkins, Darian Little and, you know, their big monster in the middle, Rakia Jackson, well not just in the middle, all over the place. I don't even know what position she plays anymore. But 
thanks to, you know, the efforts by them and Gabby Elliott, you know, like she usually does, gets out in transition and makes things happen. They close the gap to within five. And then King responded back with uh, a little sophomore name, uh, Dale Janae Williams, a.k.a. Burger. Got on a little – she hit a couple a couple quick jumpers, one of them being a three, and, you know, got some easy attempts at the basket, which uh, gave King a comfortable lead at halftime. And then the third quarter, the – the monster known as Rakia Jackson woke up a little bit angrier this time. Had about 10 or 12 points in that quarter to bring it within eight. Really got electric. Like, not smooth. Like, usually she's kind of smooth and um, really just get hers in the flow of the game. I mean, I remember talking to Dan about this off air. You know, it was it was a little different this time. It was a little not angry but electric. It was really electric the 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 move she was making and how she came out and really just established her dominance. Like she had a really dominant quarter you know, double digits in a in a quarter, especially trying to cut into a deficit. It it it, it helps a lot to have somebody that can do that. Cut it within eight, but foul trouble caught up with uh Elliot and Jackson and you know, they had to sit out and King built the lead back up to, uh, I think, 20. And from there, King kind of just cruised to uh, a 17-point victory. But it wasn't a true – it wasn't like a true 20, a true 20, where it was just, oh, they was really up by 30 at one point, and it just got real ugly. Nah, that's a punch back a few times. It is that, you know – King had, had had a little more in their tank. And they were a little bit more expended. Experience is really what put King over the top. This is what that, you know, me and Darren talked about this last week. You know, the the youth of them. So when is it going to show up? You know, against A&T, you know, they get um, bailed out by a last-second shot, no pun intended. No, and against, no pun intended. <laughs> and against Robichaud, they they just found a way to win. They played above their age level, and just found a way to get it, you know to, to to pull the victory out. Well, against King, the youth really showed up this time. You can really tell the difference between King being an experienced team and. Haven't made it to the Brez in the last couple of years. That showed up, and you could tell Debsa, you know, learned a lesson. They really learned a lesson uh, that day on Saturday. You know, it was a loss that they, I think, that they needed in order to get ready for for the run that they there that we anticipate them having. I think everybody anticipates whether you predict them to win class C or not. I think everybody thinks that they're going to make a deep run in that tournament. So, I think this is a loss they needed to get themselves right, like because that's the animal they're about to face in March. Definitely, and um, some more big games. Um, we gonna we about to drop a few bombs here. Um, first few. off, first off.
we're dropping that bomb for Madeline, Maddie Waters, okay, from the Williamston oh, High School, okay. Using the government now. Um, had to, I had to because it's that serious, okay. She dropped thirty-eight points last night. Thirty-eight points against East Lansing, who's gonna be in the running for it, Class A. Have three, four good players, very good players. Um, and Williamson gets a big win, it, big in margin, and, and but also big as in, you know, uh, as far as how what it means to them. Because I, I'll tell you what, a lot of people have started, you know, started questioning, you know, Williamson's legitimacy at, at running for the Class B title. They came down here, went against Port Huron Northern, um, and and that wasn't a pretty game. It wasn't, um, you know, and a lot of people wonder why are why are people talking about them in this esteem, in this regard. But you know what happened when people started questioning that the answer was a, a win against a good class A team, a very good class A team, and Maddie Waters, who I think is one of the best twenty eighteen players in the state um, that the state has to offer, shows up with thirty eight points. Thirty eight points. She's been here before, people. Uh, you know, obviously I wasn't at Williamson to to see it. But 38 is 38. <laughs> 38 is 38. I, ca- I cannot, you know, I, I can't find any flaws in, in 38. Nah, like 38, I mean, like, well, I mean, we already know she's a big-time scorer, you know, um, especially when she's playing the point guard spot. And when she gets rolling, hey, uh, as a coach, you, you you might want to have that talent already because a headache is coming. A headache but is you, coming, you, and there's going to be nothing but bombs. And you know what? She's it's what's interesting just from seeing her play. Um, she's not she's not a like person who's just going to go out and and bombs away. But that shot is so quick. It's like it gets to her hands and it goes up. But, I mean, even just looking away from from the 38, she still had seven seven assists last night. You know, playing and playing, you know, more of the two guard this year. Playing more of the two guard this year, you know, she's going to score more. But to have seven assists to go along with your 38, that, that's big time. And and not and not to overlook the freshman point guard who's taking over, uh, you know the point guard duties from more than Maddie has played this year. Um, Kenzie Lewis, she had a double double, but a, a really unconventional double double for a point guard. She had twelve assists and thirteen rebounds. That you know, when you get a team who can play like that, Eric, where. You know the the ball is just moving around like that, where your point guard. I mean, and you know, like I said, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to speculate. But I'm sure, you know, is you know being a you know and having been in a ball positioner's you know a ball handler's position before, you know, 
if you want to go get some buckets, you can go get some buckets. Um, but, you know, if you score <laughs> four points, yeah, uh, if, you, if you really want to force an issue and, and say, hey, I, I want to score some points, you can go get 10. But to go get 12 and 13 and do that dirty work, when you get a team like that, it's, you know, it, it's fun. And it's I, – I feel like as we're approaching um, – as we're approaching that tournament time, this is a big win for Williamson. It's not just because, you know, they won against the area team that's also good, uh, you know, teammates playing against each other and all of that. No, it's a big win because it's a big win because it's it's at the right time. I mean, uh, having a, a win like that over – you know, uh, what many people have ranked as a top ten team in the state. I mean, what better time to as a uh, as a team that you know people are kind of sketchy on? What better time to have a victory like that than now? You know, it's February. Well, technically, it's still January, but now it's February, and the tournament is just around the corner, and this gives Williamson confidence that, hey, we can play with the elite teams in the state or people consider the elite teams in the state. We can play with anybody. We can hang with anybody. Now, we, can get, we, can, now, we can scare anybody. But now let, let's, let's look at it from a different, a, a little different perspective, okay? Because I mentioned that uh, a few people had, a few people have, have told me about their concerns um, of Williamson um, you know, I kind of wrote it off like, "Hey, look, they lost the, they lost the game, they lost it big. It happens. Like, you know, as a coach, you don't want to hear that ever. You don't want to hear one of your players say it happens. But it, just knowing, you know, what I'm saying, being around and being a good coach yourself, Eric, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're gonna take a lump. But, you know, hey, it's it's not, it's not, you know, the end of the world losing to losing to a good team. Now, now, you know, I feel like we shouldn't be so quick to say, hey, you know, the they lost to so-and-so and so. They they can't be that good. Like, I, I want to remind people of this. A few years back, um, at Country Day, two years ago, at Country Day, there is a freshman guard named Kayla Webb, who many people say is one of the best players in the state right now. There's Destiny Pitts, who people say is the best in the state right now. Um, there's Tyler Bennett, who people say is the best in the, in the state right now. And, and so on and so on. There's a cast tech team who very talented, Kayla Willis, Taylor Parker, um, Amari, you know, uh, Rose. Okay, they're talented. But nobody has Castec as a contender. Castec goes into Country Day. They beat Country Day at Country Day. You know, it's supposed to be a special day. And, you know, they they beat them. Country Day wins the state title that year. <laughs> like what? Like you know, we have to stop taking these one losses. Or like pointing to one loss and be like, oh, they can't do it because of this. Now, 
if Williamson loses to talented teams back-to-back-to-back, there's a big margin. Of course. You know, let's talk about it then. You know, then maybe Mm -hmm. we can question, you know, whether they'll make that run or not. It's still, you know, it's still whatever because we've seen teams get hot at the right time and win states every year. Or you see teams that people go, oh, they're not going to get out of district. They get they get hot, red hot at the right times, and, and they end up going far. So, you know, I, I guess I'm on my soapbox. But I just think it's it's crazy and wild to me that one loss can, in the mind of critics, define somebody's whole playoff run before the playoffs start. Oh yeah, like I mean, one lo- I mean one loss in January doesn't define you as a team come March, especially when it's to a good team or you know, and that a loss team that, that, that people point to the loss that people point to for Williamson is like in December. That's right. Second, the, it was the second week of the season. Yeah. It was the second week of the season, so I mean, really, no. I mean, at, at that point, teams ain't even really jail together because, especially for Williamson, who has moved, who's basically shifted responsibilities. At you know what most people say is the most important position on the floor, they shifted that. I mean, they have you know. And we both say Maddie is one of the best guards in the state. Shit, they heard a two guard. And what? That was Williamson's what? Third game of the, of the year? With a freshman point guard. With a freshman point guard. Man. And then you're integrating uh, uh, Pavlowski, who, you know, she's become, from, she went from being, well, she was injured last year. And now yeah. you're integrating her back. Into the fold, and it's only the third game of the year, and now she's a major cog in their offense. Now, this is not just before when she was a role player. No, she they're yeah. depend, they're really depending on her now. So to say that one loss is oh okay, they're you know Williams is not legit. To a Port Huron Northern team who's returning everybody, and they're just back in like it was last year. They were a borderline Breslin team last year. Even this year, so for that, for those who say that loss is, defines Williamson's season, clearly it doesn't with the win that they got last night. Yeah, yeah, I I just think that that's wild. Just like just like the loss to King isn't gonna, you know, just we're not gonna magically say, hey, this can't even handle King. How how are they gonna win state? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. King is one of the best teams in the state. They're one of the best teams in the state, but that has been there before. Has been they They're one of the best teams off of a Bresler run, yeah. Off two of them in a row. If that, and that's off what I'm two saying. of them in Port, a row. Port Huron Northern beat Williamson very badly. They just were. They just 
were on the verge of winning a championship last year. I mean, they they were a game away from being at the Bresden. And and more than that, does Port Huron's Port Huron Northern's two losses to Cousino, especially a, a real bad one, who returned everybody except for one. Does that loss, does especially the recent one where Cousino won big, does that define their season? I don't think it does. Well, I don't. I think it's kind of select. I think it's kind of selective how people enforce this block. I think. I think. I. I. I think we've actually stumbled upon what's going on here. I think it's very selective how how people enforce this type of logic. Because I mean, for those who say, "Well, if Debsa can't handle King, then they, well, they have they can't win Class C." Class C. Well. I mean, you're dealing with a, a class eighteen that's really experienced and has been there many times before, been in those type games. And you're dealing with a Delta team here. They're wild talented. I think we've stated that on darn near every show. Wild talented. At the end of the day, they're still young. Their oldest kid is a junior. Their best player is a sophomore who's only been playing for three years. And then their second best player is a freshman. These are babies at this point. Now, they're going to grow, and we're seeing that before our eyes. But to say, okay, after beating A&T, beating, who's a Class A contender, beating Robichaud, who's a Class B contender. So, yeah, they lose the King, but does that define their season? No. Just like Williamston, you lose the Port Huron Northern, but you beat East Lansing, who's a Class A contender. Now, now if Williamston goes out so was, to, like, West Side Academy or something, then, okay, that one loss does actually mean a lot. Like, okay, we get it, but, you know, we we got to stop pointing to losses against good teams as, as severe negatives that, you know, oh, cancel the whole season. They're not going to the Brazil net. It's ridiculous, man. It's it's a ridiculous logic. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's <laughs> I don't know. Like I I'm out of breath just like talking about it because I've been saving this for a long time, just because I I hear it so often. Um, you know, you know I I hear it so often where you know we're quick to discredit. Uh, the kids and the teams and, and the coaches, um, all of their hard work based off of one loss. And like I said, once once that tournament starts, and we've seen it every year, um, even you know before the existence of this show, before you know, before last second shot ever existed. Before we even, you know, before I started writing, before Eric, you know, started writing and, and doing the videos, every year we see teams that had terrible regular seasons go on to regionals, beat good teams and go to regionals, sometimes quarterfinals. It, so even, you know, even yeah. the teams that are losing right now, 
once tournament time comes, it it's a different story. I think we mentioned this one instance on last year's show. We saw being, you know, even younger than we are now, we saw back in 2008, we saw a Southfield Lathrop team that was under 500 going into the tournament and make it to the quarterfinals. Dang, I had a couple crushes on that on that team. I was I was like 14. I was, oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, man, we <laughs> we gonna get off of that, man. Um, it's eight o'clock. As I said earlier in the show, we got a special guest joining us, and my my producers are telling us we got her on hold. So you know, Penn State commit, um, Robichaud, Robichaud guard. You know, just reached thousand points. We were there to witness that. Um, you know, and she and she's on the mid season mixtape we just put out. Um, one of the best players in the state, uh, definitely. One of the most entertaining players in the state as well, just as far as, like, Blair. She's she's worth admission, without a doubt. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and drop these bombs for her. We have the Miss Basketball candidate, Kamaria McDaniels, on with us. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Man, thank you for coming on. No problem. No problem. Hey, so I'm gonna just go ahead and get into it. Um, I've been, wa- you know, I've been watching you for a minute, even before I started writing. And so, like, mm-hmm. one of the one of the questions I always wanted to ask you is like, where do you get your flair from? Like, you you play with the flair that nobody else in the state has. Like, where it's just like. You know, it's, it's really intense, but it's like. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. A lot of people say that to me. I think it comes from me being around and playing around boys a lot. So the stuff that the boys do, I'm able to do, like the sham guy and all that, when I hit those moves and stuff like that, it's all all the stuff that I learned from boys. So, and then I watch the NBA game, and I try to imitate it. So, you know, I look at Russell Westbrook and Kyrie, and I'm not scared to try that stuff in the game because I practice it. So it really just comes from me, myself, and just how I am. And then from boys a lot is just me watching stuff and just imitating it, basically. Word. Okay. Now, you're one of them. Now, you're one of the more entertaining players in the state. Not just because of what Darren just pointed out, but. When you when you get in a rhythm, you get to talking. Like <laughs> I see a lot of players like get intimidated when especially when you get rolling. So I think they know you about oh Kamari about to start talking again. Oh, here we go. Like where's the, yeah. the, the trash talk couple? Because it's not it's never demeaning, it's just entertaining. Yeah, it's just like when you get in the zone, you just say whatever that comes to your mind. Like, that's a bucket, that's in there, you know. Even on defense, it get me, you know, it gets you pumped up. Everybody pumped up on defense. So, you block a shot, you give me that. It's all like, all stuff like that. It just, you know, get the energy flowing. So, that's really just get the energy going. And everybody get they, you know, get pumped up. That's what it's for. Just keep keep it going. Now, now how does it feel? Um, how does it feel to, like, just come back this season 
Well, you, I mean, of course, you came back midway through last season. But how does it mm-hmm. feel to have so much su- success off of that ACL injury? Like, you know, when you first got mm-hmm. back and, and you you started having those good games, like, like how, how did that feel? You know, are you still like, did you gain? When did you feel like you were at at your best again? Well, like um, when I came back, it, like coming off of ACL, like advice for anybody: when you coming off of ACL, that is so it's mental because your knee is fixed, like it's fixed. So everything that you do now is mental. You, it was me just basically have to tell myself, "You all right? You know, you can't be scared." Being scared of what eventually injured, but I think I really snapped back into better than I was before this fall because I took when I let my brace go. So when I let my brace go, I'm like, man. So I didn't forget. I even had an ACL injury. I'd be looking down like, oh, shoot. I did because, you know, God, I'm very blessed to where I had a full recovery. And, you know, I really snapped into, like, my beast mode really this fall. Uh, playing fall league, and I took the brace off, and, you know, I just got my confidence back. So that was really when I snapped back into it. Over the summer is when I was gradually getting to it. You know, it took me a while, but, you know, it was working. You know. Okay. Now, what, like, now being out for that long, like, where do you feel you most improved that since coming back? You got a lot of time to break down the game and watch it. Like, what? What things did you came back and said, you know what, I've gotten so much better at this? Uh, I would probably have to say just overall basketball knowledge. Before I would make a lot of, you know, dumb mistakes, young, immature mistakes, but I watched the game a lot, not even myself, just other people that I wanted to play like. And I think I never had this. I had a little flair before. But when I got hurt, I, I think I gained more because me being able to really watch people and really focus, you know, and me watching the games and not playing, it was, I basically was forced, you know, to analyze what I was seeing. And I finally figured out the stuff that I was doing wasn't working. And, you know, it, I think the most I've gotten better at is rebounding because I will watch myself standing around a lot. So I got my rebounds up and um, – Probably my shooting form. I was able to watch my bad habits. That's really where I think I got the most. But, uh... so, and so switching, you know, um, gears a little. Like, as I mentioned when I was introducing you, you, you did commit to Penn State. Congrats on that. Thank you know. Thank you. What felt, you know, why did you give them your commitment? Or what felt right about Penn State? Um, I feel like, you know, through my injury, a lot of schools came, came and left, and Penn State was, I mean, it was a couple schools, but they were with me 100%, you know, and never really changed their attitude towards me through my whole injury. And I'm going to say, and I, my whole philosophy is, you know, you eat with who you starve with. So, you know, they starved with me. When I was down and out and I couldn't play, and they treated me the same, so I had to roll with them. And when I went down there, Happy Valley is just it's a nice place. And Coach Coach Keys, I think he has my best interest. It, they're so cool and laid back, and um, I can relate. And the school is very welcoming. The campus is very welcoming. You know, it's basically my parents, too. My parents really 
campus and felt the coaches. And, you know, it's all about the vibe that we got. We got the best vibe there. You know, the style of play, up and down, fast break, open court, that's that's what I do. So it just fit in real well. So that's why I felt I would fit in the best and I would be most comfortable. Right. And, and you're, you're familiar with, you know, from people there because, of course, uh, Sire Frazier mm-hmm. is down there and she, she played right. with the crossover. And, um, right. and, and of course, Alicia Smith is going with you as well. Uh, so, right. you know, it yeah. seems like you got got some – some people you're familiar with going there. Right. That too, yeah. I really, you know, knowing them, and I know, you know, we're really cool, so I, I know they wouldn't tell me nothing wrong. They were sharing me when, what to do and what not to do because they've been there and done it. And then coming with, with Alicia, somebody I know, you know, going to a whole other state, six-hour drive away, you know, I want to be able to know somebody. And um, it was good that we got the opportunity to be able to go to the same college. So that's going to be cool, I think. For for sure. Um, now, there's, me and Darren just got, talking about, got to talking about earlier, the state tournament is around the corner. I know you mm-hmm. want to end your senior year off kind of right. You know, what, right. like what for the whole season, not just, not just for the tournament, but the whole season, like, what was your goals for, you know, your final year of high school? My goal was personally to wake the sleepers up. Everybody kind of fell asleep on me through my injury and kind of forgot about me. You know, the people that doubted me really just to wake them up, you know, show them that I'm back and I'm better and I work hard for this. And um, team goals is to just to be better this year. You know, every year we set a goal. First year, we want to win the league. Next year, we won districts, we won regionals. That was only one other thing to do, to get to that Brazen Center. So that's been the only thing on my mind day in and day out, laying in my bed thinking, like, man, however we got to get it, we got to get it. You know, it's time to buckle down. So that's the ultimate goal, to get to Michigan State and get my teammates that experience. You know, because they was here when Robichaud was – before I transferred. So they were here before when Robichaud went four and 16, only 20. So it's really just for them because, you know, they've been here through the hard times. I got here when stuff was kind of, you know, already rolling. So me and Kayla came in and other transfers. So really me and my team are just focused on getting to the Brethren Center, Coach Jason. You know, that's that's our main goal as a team. Definitely. And, and you know, because last year you all were very close. You know, mm-hmm. actually, you know, just because um, we didn't even get to talk about it last year, um, mm-hmm. but your your Bres- your your run in the playoffs last year, um, and I was looking through the record books. Your you all's run was almost historic. If you all would have made it to the Breslin, like just your your point mm-hmm. output, your point output would have been right. on pace with with another. Um, with another Miss Basketball candidate, it would have been on the same pace with with Kier Fletcher, uh, who had a who right. did have like a historic run um, in the class right. A. So, right. you know, how how do you channel that same energy like into this year, or what like, or how do you switch a gear so you don't get stuck, you know, where you went at last year, you know, and, and some people might say your road is harder this year. Is it's just, you know, that feeling when, when the buzzer sounds, 
when you lost the Bear Raptors South Christian last year, I remember it like like it was last night. That feeling that I got in my stomach, like I was sick to my stomach. That and everybody on my team has that. We don't even when my coaches bring up that game, I just feel sick to my stomach. And that's really where the energy comes from because we don't want to feel that no more. And we knew we could have beat them last year, but, you know, we can't dwell on the past. And that's really what drives us right now is that feeling. My coach always says, you know, remember when we lost to the Grand Rapids South Christian last year? Remember that. I think it was 16 points, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, that feeling to be beaten and you were so close, you know, like just so close, that's just – that's just what drives us, and that energy is going to pick back, you know, when we get to um, districts and stuff like that. And I'm going to constantly remind my team I took on the leadership role this year, and I'm constantly reminding them of that feeling, and that's just what it is, that feeling that we got last year. For sure. Um, now, people are making a big deal. Speaking of your your route to the, to the Breslin, you got a tough one mm-hmm. in the district playing Auburn Prep. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are split here saying, oh, y'all, you know, have a slim chance or y'all might, you know, mess around and win it. Like, right. from a player's perspective, how do you feel about that when you first heard about, oh, we got to play one of the top teams in the state in districts? Like, oh, like- how was is, how is that? I love it. I live for stuff like that. You know, I love to come in as an underdog and end up on top, you know, and I don't really talk too much about, you know, we're going to beat them. But I know my team is going to come to play, and we know what's at stake. And that's why we play the games, because you can't project who win or lose. So that's why we had the games. You know, people get upset all the time. And, yes, Arbor is a really good team, but I'm very confident in my coaches and my teammates. We're going to come ready to play, and we're going to see what happens. So, you know, are we scared? No. Do we think we're going to lose? No. Do we know we're a good team? Yes, but, you know, we're a good team. So, you know, the best team going to win, March 3rd, that's the day. That's the day we play them. Definitely. And thank you so much for on the show, man. Like, it's been really good talking to you. Actually, one of the best interviews we've had from a player, for real. So. <laughs> You know, right. thanks, for, thanks for spicing it up, man. Um, good luck to you on your round. We'll definitely be at uh, all of those games, um, or most of them, okay. I should say. Right. And um, luck to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Thanks for being on. No problem. All right, all right. And that was Kamaria McDaniel, Penn State commit. Um, man. Such a good kid to talk to like that. That was a great conversation. Like I said, the best conversation we done had with um, somebody. Um, so, yo, E. What up? E, you know, we done did all this talking about um, tournaments. The PSL tournament is around the corner. Mm, you're right. The PSL. You're right. Uh, uh, that's around the corner. Um, so let's just talk about it. Let's just let's just go ahead and talk about it, man. Um, 
So the bracket. I put out the bracket on um last second shot um Twitter page. Y'all can go through our media and find that. Let's just talk about it, man. So to start off on one side of the bracket you have East English Prep. You have Detroit College Preparatory, Northwestern, if you will. You have Mumford. Um you have Denby and you have um that that's your that's your big hitters on one side. On the other side you have I lost count of how many times in a row PSL champions Martin Luther King. You have Cass, you have Renaissance, and you have Cody. So we we just gonna get into a little bracketology here. Um and if you follow the page, you know we just went ahead and announced we're gonna do a little uh live video of our bracketology picks for the tournament. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that, man. Um so do you have your bracket up, Eric? Yes, I do. Okay. As do I. So I'm just gonna go ahead and start. We're we're gonna we're gonna do all of our picks uh simultaneously. Um so the play in game. We have Davis Aerospace in uh Central um playing in. Haven't seen either of these teams play. I'm gonna be honest with you all. Uh, I'm gonna pick Central to win. They have the better record. That's a blind pick. Um on the other the other play in game, um on the on the west side of the bracket, I have um CMA versus West Side Academy. Um both of these teams I have gotten to see play this year. Uh, I'm going with CMA. They have a lot of they, they have a lot of potential and they have some talent on that roster. Um and and I, I believe they win that game. Um yeah, I, I definitely believe they win that game. I agree with you with the CMA pick. They got a lot of lot of potential, uh, more than what people would think. Um, a lot of length too. They're very long, very Dang. long. Um, and again, we, I, I'm gonna make a blind pick. I haven't seen uh, Davis Aerospace or Central. I'm a, I'm a, just to be opposite of Darren. I'm gonna pick Davis Aerospace. You know, I like Davis Aerospace. My, my cousin is a teacher there. The students are really nice. I've met their team before. I've just never seen them play before. So, you know, <laughs> that would be cool. So we're going to go into <laughs> the other play-in game on the east side of uh, the bracket. We have DIA um, versus Delta Prep. Um, again, I haven't seen either of those teams play. Um, I'm going to go with DIA, best record. I I I second that one. So now we're into the tournament. The first game of the of the west side of the bracket. We have Cody um and who I've written in uh to get into the tournament is Central. I I hey guys, I love Cody. I was just telling Eric this before we started the show. I Cody is better than what a lot of people think. They're undefeated. 
But, you know, obviously they haven't played the schedule as, you know, some of the best teams in the state. But they're 9-0, and and they're really good. They play fast. They play hard. Um, they got some length. I, I, I like Cody going to East English for the quarterfinals of, of this tournament. I would have to I would have to agree with you on that. I would have to agree with you on, on everything you really just said. Um it is this is one of those times where, you know, it seems like we're cheating off each other's tests, but I can't disagree with you on any of these picks right now so far. Okay. So then we move on to that same side of the bracket, the same branch. Um Renaissance versus Persian. I'm going with Renaissance. Um, they're the more polished team. They were just in the PSL championship last year um, in, in a hard-fought one against King, a very hard-fought one. Um, so, you know, I'm going to pick Renaissance to uh, get that win. I agree with you. Renaissance is more polished, been there before, a little more experience. Um, yeah. I, I, I would have to agree with you on the Renaissance pick. Okay. Now, sticking on this west side of the bracket, um, we have Cass versus Southeastern. Southeastern is the higher seed. They have the better record. They're a really good team. Um, I'm going with Cass. I, I'm going with Cass. I, I saw Cass um, go toe-to-toe and – um, really, I think they would have won this game if, if there would have been better officiating. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, I got to call the spade a spade, but I, I think they would have won against Clarkson, who was in the top ten of the AP poll um, at one point in time in Class A. So I'm going with Cavs beating Southeastern, but I think that's going to be a great game. Yeah, I'm going with Cavs. Uh, as well, I, Southeastern is the higher seed, but I think Cass is the better team. Um, they played a uh, a tougher schedule. Um, you know, not to base everything on who they play, but you know they've been through some wars before. You know, some tough ones, and I, I think I think their guards will be the difference in that game. I'm gonna go with Cass. Let me get Cass the edge. Definitely. And so then we go to, you know, King versus CMA. You know, not a lot of drama here. I'm going to pick King. Um, they have too much for CMA. Yeah, you, you no need to ask me. It's the same pick. It's the same philosophy. Um, yeah, now, they, they've been winning PSL titles uh, forever for a reason. Definitely, um, definitely for a reason. So now we go to the east side um, of of this bracket, which this is going to be this is going to be a little trickier, um, you know, as far as who to pick. Okay, um, these teams are a little um, more close in in proximity uh, of how they they match up. So. Starting off with Mumford, I picked DIA uh, to play their way into the tournament. Um, I'm going to pick Mumford. Um, they they have a lot of 
a lot of firepower. Uh, they have a lot of firepower. They have a bid that I don't think DIA is going to be able to handle. Uh, so that's who I have in that one. Yeah, I would have to big them up for two, too fast, too big, um, too, and too experienced as well. Definitely. And, you know, they, they've been knocking on the door for a few years. They've, they've been knocking on the door, um, going deep into the NHSAA finals and class B. Um, so they might be ready to take that step. We'll see. So we have Osborne versus Detroit College Prep. I've had the pleasure of watching both of these teams. Um, I don't know the young lady's name, um, but Detroit Collegiate Prep uh, or Northwestern, if you will, um, they have a very good point guard um, who's tough. She can finish. Um, Shrieky shooter, but if it gets going, you know, that's, that's whatever. You know that that's that is a killer. I've seen Osborne play, I've seen him play three times this year. Um, I'm going with Osborne on the upset. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um. I haven't seen. Now this is where I, I lean towards you, because I haven't seen. I haven't got a chance to see either of these teams play this season. Um, really, I've only seen uh, Detroit College Prep or Northwestern, whichever one you want to call them. Um, I've only seen them for about a quarter, and I haven't seen Osborne at all this year. Um, so I would defer to you and double down on Osborne. And, and this is definitely an upset pick that I, that I'm picking right now. Um, if you've seen De- Detroit Collegiate Prep play and you've seen Osborne play, you know that Collegiate Prep is, you know, probably resume-wise and, and what they have is a little better, um, as whereas Osborne ha- has had some tough uh, run-ins that they've had to see. Um, and I think they only have six or seven players, but they play very hard um, and, and they come prepared. Like, they, they do their scouting, they do their homework. That's why I'm picking them to pick. Uh, to beat Detroit Collegiate. So we're going to go to our uh, East bracket again. Um, or really, this might be the west side of the bracket because I guess they're going to play these games at Western, but they have all east side schools. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, so East English versus Ford. I said at the beginning of the season um, that I believe that East English is one of the better teams in the city. I said they're my dark horse to make it to the Callahan Hall. Um, So no surprise that I'm going to pick them to beat Ford. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, East English, I mean, you know, I agree with Dan when I, you know, when you'll find out our how far you think we have them going, you know, as we continue to talk about this. But very long, they got they have two really good scores on the wings and Sierra uh, Manhone and Jayla Smith. That I think that alone is just too much for four. 
Yeah, definitely. And so then we move to Denby versus Western. I'm going to pick Denby. Um, I've only seen them play once. I haven't seen Western play. Uh, Western is 0-10 right now. Denby is 9-1. You know, I'm going to go ahead and and choose them um, to, to advance to the quarterfinal. Um, looks like it's pretty much, you know, at this point, except for pretty much chalk at this point. I'm going to pick Denby, too. I've seen him once. No, go ahead. We're we're getting into the harder picks now. You know, the first few picks, those those are kind of easy. Yeah. No, it's pretty much chalk right now. I'm going to pick Denby as well. I'm going to double down. I've seen him once. Pretty decent. I'm going to pick them. Uh, to, you know, cruise past Western. Definitely. So, now, we're into our quarterfinals. We have, uh, we have Denby, excuse me, we have Denby versus, we have Denby versus East English. We have, I have Osborne versus Mumford. Um, on the other side, I have Cody versus Renaissance, then I have Cass versus King. Okay. So Denby versus East English. This is tough for me. This is tough because Denby has a better record. Some people might say they have a better resume. Um East English is is to me more battle tested though. Um I'm going to go with East English to uh, to advance to the semifinals. Um, yeah. And let me and let me just go ahead and say this cuz I haven't said it all season. Before we start the high school season next year, Jay Smith will be a household name in East English. Many people will have her will hold her in high esteem. I think she's going to take that next step. And I, I think, I honestly think these PSL playoffs is going to be a coming out party for people who don't know her or didn't get to see her this summer. Um, she she has she has some game to her, and she's more confident now. I've been waiting to say that all season. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, the kid is one of the, you know, more um, underrated or um, – least talked about um, sophomores in the state. I mean, she's wild talented. I mean, still a little, you know, still a little raw. I mean, she's young. But 5'11", long, really athletic, can really shoot it, especially when she gets hot. And an underrated ball handler. You know, I, I saw her. I, I, saw I was her talking give- to I saw her give a D1 guard this summer. What was it? 30... 36. Six? 36? 36. Three-pointers? Seven threes. Seven threes. Yeah, I, listen, the kid can play. <laughs> she can. I, I'm not going to say... I, like, I don't have to sell it because I've never sat here on this show and lied or been terribly wrong about one player's talent. I've never once sat on this show and and told y'all somebody was good, and, and then they turned out to be very bad. 
So, you know, I'm, I don't have to sell it. I'm just saying she's going to be really good. No, she's the, no the, the 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 potential is high for that one. I mean, to be that like I said, like I mean, I was about to, like I was about to say. I, I mean, me and you talked about this. I mean, she may be five eleven, but at some point, like we, I mean, like we rather watch her play point guard sometimes. Like because she's yeah, that I mean, not to say she's you know. Yeah, or Mario McDaniel or somebody do, but who with a super handle, but she's a really good ball handler and is naturally unselfish, and she can see over the top of defenses being that that tall and long. And she's learn. She's still learning the game too, so it's it, it's really fun to see her play. Um, and then not to not to mention, see her man home, top one hundred player, rated by the Free Press. You know, it, it's it's just a lot. You know it. It's a lot um, of talent and raw raw talent that they have there that I think they'll be – and they've been together. They've been – you know, of course, uh, Jay Smith has just joined the team last year because she was a freshman. But they, they played together all summer. They You know, they really have a rapport with each other. I I like them beating them. <laughs> okay. that That's – you know, okay. Yeah, I think we are doing it enough. I think we both have a beating Debbie. <laughs> All right. And so then I have Osborne versus Mumford. Um, this is an easier pick. I'm going to pick Mumford to beat Osborne. Mumford is quietly, I won't say loaded, but Mumford is quietly one of those teams that's going to make it maybe to a regional or a quarterfinal this year. Um, I haven't really looked at their uh, path, but I do know, you know, they're really good. Um, so we move to our other side of the bracket. I had Cody versus Renaissance. I had Southeastern versus King. I'm going to surprise some people with this because I, I just talked about how good they were. I thought you said you had Renaissance. Cass versus King. That, that's what I, what did I just say? Southeastern. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have Cass versus King. Um, okay, so, um, okay, so I just talked about how good Cody was. I I think Renaissance beats them. I I do. Um, this is the same Renaissance team that did beat uh, Southfield and T Squad who's you know, who's young, but they're they're really good. Uh, despite their losses, I still think they're one of the better teams in the state. Um, and, and Renaissance did beat them. Um, so I, I think they pull it out against Cody. Cody's not, Cody's not that battle-tested battle yet. They still have another year to go before we're talking about them possibly going to Calhoun. I concur. I concur. Um, yeah, Renaissance. Like I said, like I said before, Renaissance has been in these wars before. They know how to get there. They know what it takes. So they still have a lot of players from that run. There, there's no Sire Frazier this year, but they still have a lot of players from that run. Um, Victoria, everybody knows it. If you let her shoot, if she gets hot, um, you know she she can put up twenty for you. But like I said, it 
And don't don't like don't, now. That's not written in stone. That's not like one of those picks that I'll be like, I'm confident in it. Blah blah blah. Like you know, like no matter what happens, listen, Cody can win that game. Cody's one of the best teams in the PSL. They proved that all season. I just think Renaissance comes in these PSL playoffs and they're a little different. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. So moving down the bracket, we have Cavs versus King. The rivalry. The heated rivalry. Last last time I was there or for this game, it, it was canceled. It got a little too heated. King was up by, by 40 or 50 at the time, though. I have King winning against Cavs. Do I think they win by 40 again? No. I don't think that. But I do think that they uh, – I do think that Cavs makes it a little closer. I think King still wins comfortably. And I'll have to second that. I'll have to second that. I, although I, I don't I, – I'm in, in agreement with that. It won't be a 40-point game again. Um, but I think Cavs will be a lot more aggressive this time and, you know, to make the game a little bit more interesting. But I still think King cruises back to the Cal, back to uh, Callahan Hall. Definitely. And so, so in our – in our um, what was that? in our semifinals, we have Renaissance versus King. We have East English versus Mumford. Those are pretty good matchups. Pretty good matchups. Yeah. Um, so, picking between Renaissance and, and King, I'm gonna go with King. I think they have too much for Renaissance, um, as they did last year in in the actual championship. Um, And I I think just the role that King is on now, being one of the best teams in the state, they're they're hitting a stride at the right time. And and you can kind of see where where it's going. I marked them down for the Callahan. And, of course, we could have probably just started – this whole little segment out with saying put King in the Callahan and we didn't have to go through that side of the bracket, but you know, okay. (laughs) Now, do you have an upset in you? Do you have an upset in you? Mm -mm. No, it's chalk. It's chalk, baby. It's all chalk, You're not going to, you're not picking Renaissance. No. Speed an hour for everyone. King is in too much of a groove right now. So, this might be where me and, me and Eric might disagree at. I don't know yet. East English versus Mumford. If you've seen Mumford play this year, you know that Adoree Jackson, the transfer from Cass, she is on a roll right now. You know, she, you know she's preseason. She's been in a group. You know they're big girls. She's aggressive. She's going to get the rebounds. You know that Mumford is a good team. But if you've been listening to us, if you're an East Sider, you know, if you just 
you're a girls basketball connoisseur. You and you like city ball. You also know that East English is not a bad team at all. They do have a top 100 player in the state. They do have, you know, who who I'm going to call a, a rising a rising player in Smith. They do have a serviceable center um, in, in Diamond. Um, what it what it's going to come down to is who can stop who. Who can get the easy buckets? This is going to be a close game. I, I think it's going to be four or six points at, at the most. I'm going with East English at Callahan. Remember, before before we ever talked about it, and we just talked about sleeper teams, I told you depending on how East English got drew up, they would they could make it to the Callahan, and it all depended on a draw. I think this is the best case scenario. If they don't do it this year, it doesn't happen. I would, and y'all want to find out if I disagree or not. I'm agreeing with them on this one, and for this reason, not this reason only, but the biggest reason. East English is long all over. Everywhere. Everywhere. At the guard spots, at, on the wings, and at and, and down low. Mumford is only big down low. I think Mumford's tiny guards will have a tough time seeing over a 5'10.5 man home and a 5'11", legitimately, Jay Smith. I, I think they'll have too much of a tough time seeing over them or seeing through not, them. Um, not to mention, everybody on East English's team is fast. And yes, very fast. And, they, and, and, and if they turn that game into a track meet, I know Mumford likes to play fast pace, but it's going to be one time where they might have to consider slowing it down. But if it turns into a track meet... I, I'm pretty sure East English is going to win that. Yeah, I believe I believe East English was cross country um, champions. Their their whole basketball team played cross country, and I believe they won um, the PSL championship in that this year. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not um, that that's not an easy task. So, no, not at all. So, if you've been following the trend of our uh, of our picks, you kind of know where the championship prediction is going. Okay. We're gonna. I'm picking. Me personally, I'm picking um, Kings to win the the PSL championship. Um, East English is. They're a good team, man. King is just deep. Coach Winfield goes 10, 10 deep, sometimes 11 deep. There's not, you know, there's not a player on that team when I see King play that I haven't seen play. I go, hmm, when are, when are they going to get in the game? The whole team can hoop. East English Village has maybe – Eight players total. It, 
just a numbers game, and and not the whole eight really plays. They maybe go six or six deep at the most. Um, so you know, for those reasons, um, the use of East English, they haven't been on that big stage where you know it's going to be a bigger crowd than they've had all year. They haven't been there before, um, and. You know, I've seen personally where where some of their players have played on a similar stage. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be like King. King is gonna be poised. East English Village, you can expect to see them make a few, you know, a few iffy plays here and there when they get on that stage. Um, I think King's gonna you know re- repeat as champions. And I concur. Um, Although it'd be fun to pick an upset pick in East English, I just think the experience of King and the deep, the depth of uh, the depth of King will prove too much in that game. And they might King might as well call Callahan their second gym, their second home, because they're they're there all the time. It seems like so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna pick King to win the city title once again. And I think we've lost count of how many they won in a row. I want to say it's. I want to say it's five. Five in a row. Five. So it'll be six this time. Yeah, I, I want to say this. Is, this would be six. Yeah, the dominant, the the, the dominance uh, of the PSL by King will continue. I, I, we predict will continue um, this year. But. You know, what's interesting is I really feel like the rest of the PSL is catching up. Um, and, and I know outsiders looking in of you and Darren thought with that. But I'm I'm being dead serious. Um if you, if you just look at where what we were talking about last year, um we only really talked about three teams who had legitimate chances to go. It was Renaissance, Cass, and King. This year, you're looking at four teams, four or five teams who, you know, if they don't get matched up with King, can be in the championship. So, you know, of course we were going to say, well, King just running through them. But that's because King is really good. You know, you don't, they're loaded. And they keep reloading. Um, and then they're well coached. So, you know, it, of course, it, it's not like 02, 03, uh, where they just have to claw their way into the PSL championship and, and then they would go to Wayne State and play the PSL championship and, and sometimes they didn't win. No, it's not like that. Because because no teams aren't balanced like that these days. You know, if, if we just if we want to call the PSL uh, weak or, or say that they're depleted, let, let's just tell the whole story. Um, kids aren't going to their neighborhood schools anymore. Not good athletes. They're, that's no longer happening. So, yeah, no, yeah, it's hard for the PSL team. It's very hard. But, you know, these teams are finding a way to make themselves relevant. Oh, for sure. I mean, you look at it, we just said that what probably about four teams and had undefeated records in the PSL. I mm-hmm. mean, when is 
When when's the last time that's happened? You know, I, I can guarantee it's probably been a very long time that you know three or four teams at the same in the same year going undefeated in the PSL. Yeah, definitely. It it's just I I'm not sure that yeah, I, I can't remember the the last time that that's happened. Um but you know, people got to wake up, you know. Of course it's, it's going to be it's going to look kind of cupcakeish when you know, teams aren't loaded. Right. I mean, it, it, it is. You know, and like you said, you know, this ain't the days of where everybody's just going to go to their neighborhood school. You know, you, you don't, know, like, back in the day, you knew where the best kid from this area of the city was going. You knew where this kid, the best kid from this area was going because they were going to their neighborhood school. Now you don't, now that you don't know if they go to a PSL school at all. Yeah, definitely. And so, like, with that being said, um, I think you know that's 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 the most comprehensive PSL report you're gonna get for women's basketball. <laughs> um, but um, you know, we about to get out of here. We didn't catch on long enough. Um, but before we get out of here, Eric, you got any last words? Um. You know, just thank you for you know thank all the, all the listeners and viewers of our shows and our mixtapes and you know hey twelve thousand is a big thing and you know to have um, one of our individual tapes uh, can we clear well she's about what seventeen views from nine thousand now you yeah. know that that's huge you know hey, I keep saying we do mixes too so if you want an individual tape hit us up. You know, don't you be sure to hit us up. We do mixes too. If you want to photo edit, look, if y'all want to come on the show, ah <laughs> 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 uh, man, look, hey man, um, shout out to all of our supporters. Shout out to everybody who listened live. We about to get out of here. Hey, tournament time coming. Y'all keep it going, bro. Y'all, um, y'all keep it going strong. We want to see good basketball. Um. Salute to everybody, man. Salute to everybody. I love all of y'all. We out.